What the fuck okay. happened? Okay. What happened? <laughs> All right, I guess we keep recording. What, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that was our first intro song of the year, guys. Welcome to May Leave, uh, May Leave Bruises Fantasy Baseball Podcast. First week of 2021. I am your commish, Los Doyers. With me is... Uh, off constantly and our newest member uh bomb squad bomb squad that was bomb squad he was in charge of the dj screwed it up <laughs> let's strike number one <laughs> welcome guys uh we just decided to do a quick podcast just to kind of get into the groove again so we'll do a, a quick um analysis of the draft we'll go over some things and then we'll just kind of chat up a little bit all right um all right guys um let's do it Okay, with the draft analysis, guys, when you guys look at look at this, who do you guys think had the best draft since we didn't get any draft grades, and who had the worst draft based on what you guys see? Anything? I think I had the worst draft. You think you had the worst draft? But that's because I don't know any other players. I, th- I think um, Los Halos begs to differ. <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, you know, in, when you look at, at the teams across the league, er, I think everybody thinks they have a, a, had a decent draft. And it looks that way, but there's going to be injuries along the way. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with who you pick up, which ones get injured and everything. But um, to me, there's a couple teams that I, I feel that has gaps, you know. Um, but uh, o- overall, I think uh, everybody should be happy with their draft. Are you guys happy with yours? I'm as happy as I'm going to be, so yeah. <laughs> you think you're a contender or a pretender? I don't know. I think I'm in, like, in the middle of the pack. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Bomb Squad? Uh, I think I have a really good team. I'm a contender. I'll you think that. you're a contender? Yeah. All right, all right. Um, I think, I mean, I, I didn't pick up a picture till like, in the you know probably the tenth round. What the fuck? So I mean I I think I I, I went after hitting a lot. And I think my pitching ended up being pretty decent. So I think if if I had a weakness it would be my pitching. But I got a lot of pitchers and three of them just hit the DL. So um, I'm gonna be struggling for a little bit. But I, I think I got pretty good hitting. So I'm happy with my squad. Um, I think Blue was interested in the podcast and. Uh, the draft analysis. So I say we just take a look at Blue's team right now. You guys tell me what you think. Um, so this is Blue's team. He's got Murphy, uh, Oakland catcher, uh, Matt Olson, France from Seattle. I don't know who the fuck that guy is. Never heard of Escobar him. from Arizona. Mm. Xander Bo- Bogertz from Boston. Mike Trout. Alvarez from Houston. Kiki Hernandez. Laureano. Uh, Kana. What the fuck? He has four fucking that, That's exactly what I was just going to say right now. Wilson Contreras, Hura from Milwaukee, Soler, and Miguel Sano. So, I mean, what do you guys think of his hitting? You guys think that that's a, a decent enough squad that can compete? <laughs> yeah, as long as the A's aren't fucking going up against a fucking ace. <laughs> like, yeah, they might be able to hit. Oh, the A's take a day off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. What do you think, Bomb Squad? I, I mean, um, I think his hitters are, are good. It's just that he has too many Oakland players. They're not spread out enough, I guess. 
Um, I'm looking at his pictures and all, all of his pictures look solid except Otani. I don't know what's wrong with that one. <laughs> Actually, I mean, he's, he's got Berrios. He's got uh, Glasnow, Giolotto, yeah. uh, and Otani. I mean, so he's he's got a singer. I had him last year. Um, so his pitching looks pretty solid. Yeah. I, I, I would... I would question his draft when it comes to hitters because, you guys, like you guys said, the too many Oakland A's, and yeah, to me that that is a that's a, a red flag. I think that he's going to change that though. So, yeah, but we'll see. Any other team you guys want to look at? How about ball out yeah. going out with a, his strong ass pitching? I'm facing him this week, <laughs> but look at his pitching: Degrom, Darvish, Maeda. Uh, Nola, Hendricks, Ian Anderson, Charlie Morton, you, and Sale was on a 60-day DL. Should come back by by the middle of the season. So his, his pitching is fucking solid. But what I was noticing is, you do you remember when he drafted all pitching that one year? Yeah. He had like 15 pitchers with relievers because <laughs> he had no bench players, right? Yeah. And this time he he elected to to have more bench players. So even though he's got a lot of good starting lineup. Uh, starting pitching, he doesn't have a deep. So <clears throat> when I was starting to face him, I was like, "Oh, he's, he's going to kill me in pitching." But I think I'm going to have him in innings because I have more pitchers than him. But he's got a solid pitching squad. He has a solid pitching squad, but you're gonna he's going to be easy to stat pack against mm-hmm. in the fucking league of uh, in, in the league of stat packers. True, but remember, we only have four moves a week versus six. So it'll be less that packing, hopefully. Mm. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But um, yeah, I, but I, but his hitting's pretty decent. You know, Peterson, Altuve, Turner, Yastrzemski, Pollock, Eaton, Guriel, Tapia, Swanson, Cesar Hernandez. I mean, he, he's 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 got some good hitters on there. So yeah, yeah. All right, somebody else that might get butt hurt if we don't. Comment on their team. Who do you think? Who should we pick on? The Mons. The Mons? He's not here. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's so fucking butthurt, he left. I'm not even going to look at who's got the runs, the four-time defending champ, because it doesn't matter what he drafted, he ends up picking up the right people all the time. So, Should we fuck him up? Should we, like, what? Do, how do we do this? I don't know. I don't know what we got to do. We got to do something. All right, so, well, oh, I'll look at his team. I mean, he only has two bench players, so he's not deep in um, in his bench, but that means he's got a lot of pitching. And you look at his pitching, Sixto Sanchez, Gallen, who's hurt, Walker, Kopech, Gaussman, Reyes, Holland, Barnes, Paxton, Kinsler, Luzgardo, Strasburg, and Beaver. He doesn't have a lot of good, a lot, a lot of starting pitching, it seems like he went for more for like relievers. Maybe that's a new strategy. No, we'll see. But um, I like. Uh, I don't know. I, I see. I see some gaps. But he's a four-time defending champ, so I'm not gonna second guess his ass. <laughs> All right, you guys good? So any contenders or pretenders that we didn't discuss? Who you guys uh, else think that might make it or won't make it? I think Los Halos won't make it. You think you don't think Halos will make it? No. Nah. All right, all right. What about Droids? Droids drafted last. 
He always seems to be draft draft last. I don't know why. His his hitting, it's not. I mean, you wouldn't look at that lineup and get scared. I'll tell you that. But it's pretty decent. It's decent. Okay, I guess that's the word. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to put George down there as a pretender, bro. You Why does he have a center guard? Should I get somebody on the on the injured list for sixty days? You can if you want. If you want to search for one. But remember, if he's not on your team right now, what you have to do is drop a player, pick up a guy that's 60-day DL, put him on your DL slot, and then pick up another guy to replace that guy. Deal. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Um, if you guys have any comments or uh, anything that you guys want to uh, mention on the draft analysis or contender pretenders, just put it in the group me, and we'll kind of um, review it for next week if you guys wanted to, so in case we missed something. All right? Alright guys, um, this next little thing I want to share with you guys and see what you guys think too. So, a few months ago I saw this slide that they had, I think it was on ESPN or it was on the internet, somewhere I saw it. And it, it compared Mike's, Mike Trout's um, first 1,000 plate appearances, 1,000 games, sorry, against Albert Pujols. And you know, Mike Trout is considered the best player in our era, right? Yeah. So, th- th- this segment's called Underrated Overrated. I kind of want to get what you guys think. And just before anybody gets their panties up in a bunch, this is I'm not hating on Trout. I just want to put some stuff out there, have a discussion, and that's it. Um, my, I think Mike Trout's a great player. I would love for him to be on the Dodgers. He's not, but I'm not hating. Uh, I'm, I'm just kind of going over this, and, and then we'll, we'll vote at the end, see what you guys think, okay? Sound like a deal? Yeah. All right. So... We we've on previous podcasts we've talked shit on on Trout right because he's only made the playoffs once he only had twelve at bats he only had one home run um, the other stuff that that stats that you guys might not know he's hit forty or more home runs only twice in two thousand fifteen hit forty one two thousand nineteen hit forty five he's never led the league in home runs for a player I think considered the best in our era he hasn't right. So, that to me, I think about that. He's been MVP three times in 14, 16, and 19. And in 2019 and 2016, his team had a losing record. Right? Yeah. He was second in MVP in 13, 15, and 18. Right? And then when I look at um, the MVP races of those years, um, in 2019, Mike Trout... Had a 291 average for that year. That's low for an MVP in, in my eyes, but he did that, did have 45 home runs. In 2016, when the late Angels had a losing season, he he was MVP. He hit 315 with 29 home runs. That seems kind of low for an MVP for me. And the other one is uh, 2014. He hit 287 with 36 home runs. So those three MVP seasons, to me, is it is it more that they think Trout is great and he's above everybody else that nobody else can compare? Or they look at all the logistics, the war, all the other stuff, the on-base plus slugging, whatever. But I remember, you know, in the back in the day, a good season was 
30 home runs, 100 RBIs, and you hit 300. And it seems like an MVP would do a lot more than that, right? So, <clears throat> what do you guys think so far? I mean, do you guys think that, that he's being put on a pedestal? Do you think that people out there have a better season than he has? That they're not getting the recognition or what? What do you think off constantly? Uh, I think it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more of a, I think it's more like political stuff. Like you kind of like, uh, you kiss the right ass and you say the right things and you, you look good in certain ways so that, you know, you get into these type of runnings. Like, so people, first of all, people want to hear about you. People like want to see you. And so, like, the more, like, uh, TV time you get, the more they're going to prop you up to, like, okay, maybe we should, like, like uh, go do some nice things so that more people can say nice things about you. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I, I think it's, it's, um, it's more of a, like, uh, politics, like, to become the MVP. And, you know, and just the getting the stats close enough. Plus whatever TV time that you get and mm -hmm. like selling some jerseys and stuff. Yeah. I think that that comes into a lot into play, not just stats. Okay. What about you, Bomb Squad? Any thoughts on that? I think that some you know some seasons. So in twenty sixteen, Trout hit um, three hundred for the year, and then he also had twenty nine home runs with a hundred ribbies. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you know. To have at least thirty home runs with a hundred ribbies, that you know that that qualifies as an MVP season. But is it really an MVP season if you really can't make the playoffs like that? You know, I know yeah. that one one man really can't carry a team, right? But they haven't done shit with his career, and they're honestly just wasting his career, and <laughs> he's just fucking there. I mean, yeah. he has he's getting the money, but yeah. what's the point of being? the best player of our era if you can't make the playoffs. Right. And, you know, and the reason why I bring up the average, you know, a real quick, I'll go through it, right? So, Mike Trout is in the American League, right? So, I'm going to compare this, uh, the years that he won it, to the one in the National League. So, in 2019, he hit 291. Bellinger hit 305 in the National League. So, he had a little bit higher average. Um, Mike Trout in 16 had 315 average, and Chris Bryant had 292. So that was higher. Um, I'll give him credit for this one. Uh, Mike Trout in 2014 hit 287. He hit 100 points higher than the National League MVP winner. Because the National League MVP winner was Clayton Kershaw, <laughs> the pitcher. But, again, we're not talking shit. We're just getting disgusting, right? And, and like I said, what brought this discussion on was the, the thing I saw between Albert Pujols and Mike Trout. So this is a comparison between their first 1,000 games. Batting average, Trout 308, Pujols 330. Runs, um, Pujols got more. Hits, Pujols got more. Home runs, Pujols got more. Uh, ops, Pujols has more. Obviously, Pujols is going to be a Hall of Fame, and I think Mike Trout is going to be a Hall of Fame as well. But um, I was surprised because, again... Trout is labeled as the best player in our era, but not only Pujols, but there's other players that have better stats than Trout in their first 1,000 games or their first seasons. 
There was another one that came out. It was Frank Thomas versus Trout, the first eight seasons. Um, Thomas has a better average. He's got more home runs. He's got more on-base percentage. He has better slugging and more uh, war. So, again, not talking smack. I, I, you know, I think he is he is one of our best players in the era. You know, um, but remember when the juice ball era happened when everybody's hitting fucking sixty home runs? Yeah, it's like. I'm not counting it towards that. You know, th- those those are bullshit things. I, I think now you're going to... The MVP is probably going to get in between 40 and 50 home runs probably right around there. Uh, and I'm not expecting... Trot, I'm not saying Trot has to hit 50 to be the MVP. I'm not saying that. Um, I, I think, you know, anything above 30, anything above 300 and 100 RBIs with obviously walks, hits, everything included, you know, what would count as that. So based off of everything, I think Trout's not... Overrated? I don't think he's underrated. I think he's just rated, and that's. I think he should be. You know, I don't. I don't. Uh, I. I think there's. He still has a lot. His stats are going to get much, much better, and hopefully, you know, the Angels will make the playoffs, and then and this guy can do some damage in the playoffs to get the Angels somewhere. You know. So you guys overrated, underrated, based on our discussion. Uh, well. I don't know. I'm like I like I, I'll say this. I'm a little bit biased. Uh, <laughs> I think he's he's super overrated. I mean, he does deserve some credit, but at the same time, it's you know, for people who 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 love baseball and love to watch the game, you're chasing the World Series. You're not chasing like personal stats. Yeah, personal stats or like, trophies. Yeah, uh, and, and you know. Even Angel fans have told me, like, you know, he kind of, he, he's pretty much given away, uh, he's given up his career uh, as a chasing a World Series, staying with the Angels. Mm-hmm. Because they're not, they're not building around him. Okay. They might get one or two good players. Uh, every time there's hope for the Angels, they, they're like, you know, something's going to happen and then, Something happens and they're like, "Yep, there we go." Like yeah. now we're it, like it's up, it's a, it's an average thing that happens with the Angels. Right. So, you know, um, look, coming from a Dodger fan who you know we I used to like, I used to like Matt Kemp a lot, and I and I used to always think like, okay, once Ethier and James Looney and you know uh, we start to build on that, you know we might get something going. But they never did, and because of the owner. But then now, now like the kind of like the floodgates opened up, and Kershaw looked like the same way. Where like we we always thought like, when is Kershaw gonna get his ring? Right. When is Kershaw gonna get his win? And then you know finally years later, it, right. it, they're starting. They they built a whole fucking great team around them. Right. Okay. Uh, so my trout, you know, there still might be hope, but. But the Angels owners have to have to show like that they're they're willing to go that route. Right. And I, I don't I don't think that because he hasn't made the playoffs that he he's not a Hall of Famer or that his career would be even better. Obviously, we want to see him in the playoffs. Yeah. More I mean it's more exposure, right? I mean the the best player to give him more exposure, more TV time because um, people back east probably don't watch Angel games. But they do. He's there in the playoffs, right? So, what do you think, Bomb Squad? 
your final analysis on this? Well, I, I definitely think uh, sometimes he's overrated. You know, I, I think that the Sports Center fucking they suck him up. They fucking suck him dry. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, you know, like um, Off constantly said, they just need to build around him. They're just wasting his career. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next one up. We want to do two just to show that we're not hating on just one team. Um, but Derek Jeter. Before I get into my stats, what do you guys think? You think of Derek Jeter. Hall of Famer, right? Obviously. Yeah. Underrated, overrated? Just just say the word and then I'll go through the stats. What do you think? Uh, you have a right to change your mind. You can just say underrated, overrated right now. I think he's rated fairly. Fairly? Okay. I think he's underrated. Underrated. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here are some of the stats. So Derek Jeter played 16 seasons. He made the postseason 12 years. He only missed his rookie year, which he played half the year. 08 and the last two years that he played, the Yankees didn't that good. He played in seven World Series. A total of 33 playoff series. Okay. 200 career postseason hits. That's the fifth more career postseason hits ever. Um, zero MVPs. Never got an MVP. Um, his one knock is uh, uh, .97 career fielding percentage. Uh, two years he had the most errors in the league, so he wasn't the most dependable back there. He had one player of the month award in August of 98 for his entire career. So no MVPs, only one player of the month award for the entire career. Okay? Um, and then uh, someone said this. Uh, one, This is a writer. Derek Jeter is simply put slightly better than Ryan Sandberg. Ryan Sandberg was a second baseman for the Cubs in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Which is not a bad thing. A very good, even great player who winds up in Cooperstown one day. But he's not an all-time great. Not one of the game's legends... And for that, he's overrated. <clears throat> this is a, a, a perfect example to contrast my trout. Derek Jeter has been in the limelight for his entire career. He's been on a winning team for his entire career. You know? But was he that great? You know? Uh, I, think, I think Derek Jeter had like uh, 3,400 hits or something like that. So... He played a long time. He, he, he had a lot of accomplishments. But I think if Derek Jeter was on another team, he wouldn't be a Hall of Famer. You know? So I honestly think he's, he's overrated. Because I think he's a product of having a good team around you. Yeah, you still have to go up there and get hits. But when you have a great team around you, whether it's pitching or whether it's hitting, you're going to get... Better opportunities, right? Yeah. So to me, that's why I think he's overrated. Even though his career stats are amazing, thirty-four hundred hits, not a lot of power, but he had three ten for his career. You know, almost two thousand runs, thirteen hundred RBIs, three hundred fifty-eight stolen bases. He did a little bit of everything. You know, but again, I think he's a product of being around a good team all the time. What do you guys think? <coughs> Yeah, well, the I mean, the Yankees have have hitters, you know. So they've always had hitters. Uh, yeah, you know, those go out by, uh, by by. I mean, 
go out and buy the team, you know? Go out and buy players. For sure. I mean, I think it does... It, uh, the only thing I would say is it, it says something that he was able to stay in in the Yankee team because if you don't produce in... in oh, yeah. In the... In, uh, with the Yankees, they... I mean, they trade you real quick. They oh, yeah. Cut you real quick. That's for sure. So you you got to be doing something right. So yeah. yeah, bomb squad. I mean, if he was able to stay on the Yankees, that means he was really consistent at hitting. Um, even though his fielding percentages. And that's that really his only knock. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Um. So that concludes it for our overrated underrated section here. Um. Next up, guys, we have some. You know, last year we had some rule changes, right? Um, they were talking about um, what well, they did, the universal DH. They did the, the players starting off at second base in extra innings. All this bullshit because of COVID, right? So this year we know what the rules are, but they're experimenting with some rule changes in the minor leagues. So I want to go over them and, and let see what you guys think of these, okay? So first off is that in the my in triple A, all triple A leagues, slightly larger bases with less with less slippery surface. So the the bases I think they go from sixteen inches to eighteen inches. So the base is gonna be bigger. So what does that mean? It's gonna be more hits, right? Yeah. But all those plays that are like that, the, the, the player's gonna be two inches closer to getting not safe. So they're saying it's for safety. <laughs> so they're saying that it's for players like at second base when there's they don't have to like slide into the the guy that two inches is gonna make it better. What doesn't make sense to me is that they're trying to shorten the game, but yet you're gonna make it easier to get an infield hit. So that's not shortening the game; that's lengthening it. But again, this is a tryout, right? They're gonna try it, see what happens. But they're, you guys think it's for safety or for hits? Do you like that rule? Do you think it's better? I, I think the non-slippery surface is, is better, yeah. But to make the base bigger, I think that's unnecessary. I mean, if they want to make it more entertaining, they should make it smaller. Uh, but probably, <laughs> like, it, we're, we're getting into the... Uh, we're getting into the zone where it's, like, double-colored. You know, like, nine inches is for the... For the... Um, second... Second base... Uh, like to put his foot on. Oh yeah. And like like a red a red side and a white side. Yeah. So they can avoid collisions and stuff. Yeah. But you know it's it's gonna be easier to get hits. It's gonna be easier to to maybe like uh, maneuver away from uh, the baseman and and put your hand on the base. I mean it, it, this just benefits the hitter. I don't see how it benefits the the baseman the person yeah. on, on base. Right. I, I I think it's for safety, because if so, it's a routine ground ball, right? If he's if he's right to shortstop, he throws it to first. You know, if there there could be an overthrown ball and the guy's going towards first, and the you know, the slippery surface, and then, yeah. I mean, it could it, you know it could have something something bad can happen with that. Yeah. So you you really really want that. I mean, I, I think it's a good idea 
for for safety measures, but even the bigger the bigger bag or just for the surface on it. I think just the surface, but okay. the bigger bag is is really no point. Yeah. And you think about it, it's like it's always known. Okay, it's 90, 90 feet to first base. Now it's not ninety. Yeah. <laughs> it's eighty nine point what point eight, <laughs> right? Now they're not gonna change home plate. Home plate is still the same size. Mm-hmm. So now you have three bags that are bigger than home plate. So again, they're just testing out. We'll see. Okay. Uh, the other one is, and this I, I, I like this one. A requirement that all four it, four infielders have their cleats within the outer boundary of the infield dirt when the pitch is delivered. All double A. This is where they're trying it. So basically, when they do the shift, one guy can't be in like short right field <coughs> he's got to be on the dirt yeah. you know when the pitch is delivered so i mean you've seen some of these shifts ridiculous shifts man they they have basically three three infielders on that side and it's like well two and then like two pretty much two outfielders over there yeah. you know the shifts are getting ridiculous i fucking hate it i wish every time they they put the shift on somebody that people would bunt so they can eliminate this shit but what do you guys think? You like that, or you you don't care about the uh, the four infielders? I mean the the shift. You guys like the shift? I mean the shifts to me looks look ridiculous, uh, but at the same time it's kind of like you know they're they're calling they call they're calling the the hitter out, and it's up to the hitter to like to you know figure out what. What's the weakness on their shift and try to exploit right. like that? Right. So I mean, I to me it's like an insult. But to do the shift, it's basically yeah. saying you can't hit it the other way. Yeah. yeah. It's, um. So the, this rule, I mean, to me, I I don't think it changes anything. I think it's it, if I was a hitter, I would I would practice on why they're shifting on me and right. try to hit it that way. Okay. Um, I I think the, um, I think that's pretty pretty stupid. <laughs> the shift or the rule? The I mean, the shift. I mean, it's just strategy, right? You know, some you know sometimes you see four outfielders, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's just to get the player out in desperate situations, right? But uh, I really don't see no point in the in that rule to have their like everybody's on the dirt. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think I think this is kind of like the starting point. I think eventually they're gonna say, okay, besides this, you're also um, your third out, the, your third infielder on that side cannot go past second base. Mm-hmm. So your shortstop can play exactly at second base, and then you have the other two mm-hmm. instead of all three being on the other side of second base. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think they're gonna probably keep tweaking that. Maybe we'll see it in the major leagues in a couple years, but we'll see. This one I think is fucking stupid as fuck. Um, a limit of two pickoff attempts per plate appearance. This is a uh, low A ball. On third attempt, if the runner is not thrown out, the the move is ruled a balk, and any runners are automatically awarded the next base. What the fuck? So you don't could only you could only throw twice over there. What? So basically, if you do it a third time, it's a balk. Or if you do it twice and that that motherfucker knows you're not gonna throw over there, who's to say you can't get a forty like a, like a forty um, 
a 40-foot lead yeah. to steal second base. I don't know. To me, this one sounds fucking stupid. And I think this one is, is more toward, like, reducing the length time of a game. Right? Yeah. But, I don't know. To me, you don't... You, the, I mean, if you have maybe four or five attempts uh, 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 a game, would he waste a minute? Whatever. What do you guys think? <coughs> I mean that's that's like straight up up against the the pitchers. I mean, you know, w- what's next? Like you you only give the guy two chances to steal, and if he doesn't if he doesn't take one of them, then he's, that's he's it. automatically out. You're automatically <laughs> you gotta stand on the on the on the base before you can do anything. Like, yeah. I, again, these are just they're trials, but you you have these major league executives. Pitching these ideas and people saying, "Okay, let's try it out," <laughs> you know. I mean, but yeah. that's not a good idea. Fucking, that's not a good idea. I mean, the whole point for the pitch out is just to keep the guy in check, so exactly. he doesn't fucking steal. Yeah. So you're basically giving, you're handing him a fucking stolen base for Halloween and shit. Yeah. That shit is. And then the other thing is, remember, if a pitcher throws over there a lot, three or four times, he's distracted. He's not focused on the hitter. So a lot of times. The base runner's job is to distract the pitcher so he doesn't make the best pitches. Yeah. Now you're taking that away from the runner, right? So, I don't know. There's a lot of things to look at there. This one that uh, I don't really care about, a 15-second pitch clock in, in the uh, low A ball as well. So, you know how they're, they're like, okay, you have 15 seconds to fucking throw the pitch or it's going to be a ball. Now they're going to be a second one, like between outs. This is like they're trying to automate everything. Uh, and then the last one is an automatic ball strike system. This is in low low A ball. Um, the Hawkeye tracking system will be used to deliver an audio signal to the home plate ump, who will then relay the ball or call strike. So the, there'll still be an ump at home, and he he's going to be told what to do by the machine. The fuck's the point of the ump? <laughs> For plays at home? <laughs> I don't uh, know. That's fucking retarded. I don't know. Electronic ump at home, I I don't. I mean, I I'm not. I don't like that. I think you're taking part of the purity of the game out. You know what are we gonna do without Angel Hernandez back there, dude? (laughs) You know we might get the calls right, but I I I, electronic. I don't like it. I don't know. Seems interesting. You actually you skip number three. Oh shit! Thanks, man. You want you want to go over that? Yeah, go for it. A requirement that pitchers must step off the rubber to attempt a pickoff. Uh, snap throws followed by the step off are prohibited. I have no idea what that means. So basically, uh, right now, um, when you throw to first, you, you can you can actually start your throw and then step off and then complete your throw. And that won't be a balk. Now you have to step completely off and then throw. So basically, zero pickoffs are going to happen <clears throat> if that rule gets implemented. Because a lot of them that have that quick snap can't do that quick snap anymore. Like Urias has it. Kershaw has it. Um, they can't do that anymore because they have to completely step off before they can throw it to Bach. So if that's the case, then you're going to have probably less pickoff attempts. And maybe that's in correlation with the following one that says, you know, you can only throw pickoff twice. So hopefully these won't come to fruition and we won't see these because I, I don't like any of these. 
I don't think it benefits anybody. Cool. All right, guys. Um, that does it for the minor league rules experiment. Um, our last section here. Actually, before we go into our last section, did you guys see the home run by Bellinger yesterday? You didn't fucking see it, dude? No, I'm seeing it right now. Look. look, he, at it. look at it up. he hit a home run, and he got called out, dude. <coughs> so it ended up being a one-run single. Exactly. Are you confused? Yeah. So Turner was at first. Bellinger hit a home run. The guy, he caught it, right? So Turner went back to first. He passed Bellinger as Bellinger's going to second. Turner's going back to first. The guy hits his glove, and when his glove hits the fence, it falls on the other side, so it's a home run. Turner thought he caught it, so he's like, I'm going back so they don't double me up. The rule is if the runner passes any other runner, he's automatically out. So his home run didn't count, but because it did go over the fence, he was given a single, but he's out because he passed the runner, but Turner gets to go from first home, and he gets an RBI for that. <laughs> it's a one run single. The stupidest fucking rule you ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand that them crossing each other's paths, but I think if it's a home run, that supersedes anything. Yeah. It should matter. Right? Yeah. It's like what what is what is a uh, Ballinger gonna do? Stop before he touches first base just so he doesn't run over past his guy? Especially if, if the ump doesn't make the out call or the home run call right away, mm-hmm. where do you leave the runner? You know what I mean? So, I think it's, uh, that rule needs to change. I, I don't like that at all. Even though, I mean, not just because it happened to the Dodgers, but uh, I think it's stupid. Yeah. A guy hit a home run and you give him a single and you call him out? Fuck out of here with that. <laughs> All right, so last uh, we have uh, the week one matchup, guys. So we'll kind of just go over these matchups, and you guys can just tell me real quick who do you guys think is going to win. You guys ready? Yeah. All right, we got Doyers and Ball Out. Oh, shit, Ball Out's coming back. Fuck, he's got two home runs. All right. <laughs> Ball Out and Doyers, who do you got, who do you got constantly? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to go with the ball out. I think he's, You're going with the ball out? You yeah, fag. I think the next, the next pitchers are going to like get zero hits and zero ERA. And yeah. he'll bring his ERA down to like 150 or something. Dude, he's got five opening day starters. And they get to pitch three times against me in this week and a half. <laughs> That's 15 starts. 15 side young starts, dude. <laughs> All right, uh, what do you think? I think Los Doyers is going to win that. I mean, That's my boy. His fucking hitting is unstoppable. After day and a half? Uh, day and a half, <laughs> yeah. Fucking Corey Seager's out here. Lighting yeah. everything up. All right, all right. I, too, will take myself. <laughs> um, all right, next is Brody and the Bomb Squad. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to take uh, Brody... Brody, uh, experience over youth? <laughs> yeah, just because I like his team, uh, and I don't really know anybody on Bomb Squad. Fucking team. suck him up already, dude. <laughs> dude, I don't really know like his team like that. Okay. Well, I'm going to take Bomb Squad, dude. I'm going to give the Rook the first nod, see what he can do with it. Why, thank you. All right. <laughs> um, holy shit. 
Dodgers were ten to six. How many did Trevor Bauer give up? Oh yeah, he had a he had a <coughs> fucking no hitter going into the seventh, and he gave up two home runs, and they were both fucking two run run home runs. Oh wow! So I got fucking four run ERA for that shit. Dang! And he was fucking dealing. He had like nine Ks, ten Ks, I think. Ah, uh, that sucks. All right, next a matchup nobody cares about: Droids versus the Knucklers. Woo! <laughs> I got droids. You got droids? <laughs> All right. If uh, if Brody was here, he would say "fuck the knucklers," and he would pick droids <laughs> on principle alone. But who do you got? I got the knucklers. You got the knucklers? What the hell? Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know about this one, guys. <laughs> um, they're actually tied right now, but um, they're going neck to neck. But I mean, based on the teams, I think knucklers has a better team, so I'm gonna go with the knucklers too. Damn. Um, came in and off constantly. Who do you got? Came in and off constantly. I got came in. You got came in? I got came in. You think came in's gonna take him out? Yeah. <clears throat> I think I too will go with came in. <laughs> what about you, dude? I don't know. You wanna go with came in too? Yeah, let's go with came in too. <laughs> Fuck that guy, dude. <laughs> Fuck a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, so we all pick Cayman. Uh, and last one is uh, Los Halos and No Need for a Name, a.k.a. Flojos. I think this matchup of the week. <laughs> W-E-A-K. Week. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, fucking Halos has got five home runs, dude. He's winning ten to four right now. That's I know, but bullshit. he's fucking. He benched like his like more fucking more home runs, dude. Are you serious, dude? Yeah. <laughs> Who's fucking going off for him? He had he, what the fuck? I don't know, dude. His bench is fucking outperforming, dude. I think um, <clears throat> I'm gonna give this one to Halos. How about you, Bomb Squad? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give that one to Halos. Damn, Halos gonna be one and oh? I'm gonna give it to No Name, dude. No Name? You got Flojos? The Hurricane? Yeah, All right. All right. Um, that pretty much does it for me. You guys have anything you wanna add? What about Mighty Blue? Oh, shit. We got. Runs. Oh, dude, we all forget about that one, dude. Do we even have to go over that one, dude? <laughs> Mighty Blue versus Runs? I got the runs. For, 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 <laughs> I got the runs. <laughs> the four-time champ dude against Mr. Mighty Blue? <laughs> Who do you got? I might have to go with Mighty Blue. What? I, I think he's the underdog. With the uh, with the upset? Yeah, and yeah. Week one? He's the fucking he's the underdog, underdog against the fucking runs. Damn. Dude. I'm going to go with the runs, dude. This guy, he's just... Just knows how to pick him, dude. Uh, his the fucking secret is in his hair, dude. That's where he yeah, hides it, it. Is it? We gotta cut it off, dude. It's like fucking Samson, dude. I changed my mind, dude. I'm gonna go with fucking with blue. What the fuck, bro? He's got Yellick who fucked me last year. Oh, he's got God. Bregman. Human fucking Yellick, dude. He got Bregman. He's got Stanton who fucking falls apart. Joey Gallo, Mister Five Strikeouts a Game. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. I got blue, bro. You my boy, blue? I got you. I got you. <laughs> cool? All right, guys. Uh, that does it for me, guys. You guys, anything else you want to add? No. Good? All right. Um, you guys have any suggestions, any sections you want to discuss? If you guys want to bring Fuck That Guy or Milk Carton or anything you guys want to do for next week, uh, let us know. We'll put it in the podcast. If you guys want to join, we can make that happen too. Like I said, this one was just a, kind of like a test run to get, get back into the flow of things. Hopefully next week we'll have more guests. All right, guys. This is Kamish. I'm out. All right. Off constantly. And bomb slot. Yeah. Good night.